The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Um, I'm on the grid and so is the Raging Redhead. That cab store is football Friday. We've got Ain't Talking About Love, Van Halen. We've got the Raging Redhead cam store. We've got free college football games. We've got Joey Odessa. Uh, we've got Cousin Sal. Life is good. Uh, it's okay. What's up, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. No, I'm I'm really glad we dipped our waters in the NCAA last night, Gabe, and uh, our friends from Fresno State. Thank you. Thank you. They did a good uh, job doing their job. But I tell you, you and uh, Lisi ganged up on me. You guys were came at me with your Carolina Panther jack- jackets when I was wearing my Falcons windbreaker, and I kind of t- changed my tune on that game. I should have stuck by, but it's hard. It's peer pressure, peer pressure. You and Lisey, uh, you, put the, you put the squeeze on me last night. But uh, anyway, college went great. <laughs> well, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't know the Falcons were going to start tripping uh, players and hitting them in the oh, head. <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutal. Is this WWE? I know. Yeah, I give them credit. They did what they did. <laughs> They did. We talked about it. We learned our lesson. Carolina's Carolina's a team you want to take as an underdog. They're not a team you want to take uh, when they have to win the football game. We've learned our lesson now. We've been burnt a couple of times where Carolina's in a have to win the situation, you know, have to win situation. And as much as we like Matt Rule, he's a rookie as well. And man, there were a lot of coaching mistakes, just like mismanagement, clock mismanagement, um, uh, play calling, uh, timeout mismanagement. I mean. You know, it is it is mm-hmm. what it is. They're not a good football team. We got we got you know can't can't win them all. You know, we, we can't yeah. win them. We ended up going five and five in the game. Can we did well with the props, but it was good. one of those yeah. uh, we lost the side, we lost the total, we lost the teaser. All three. <laughs> no, I'm with you. No, I I tried the middle job too with Carolina, like I originally bet Atlanta, and you know that's 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 the thing. Uh, sometimes you got to stick with your gut. You know, I had a feeling the game would go under too. And remember we talked about it on the show. It just I got all excited. They started scoring, and we've seen this game time and time again. These games start off with a bang. It's like a big heavyweight fight. Both teams land, and then after that, it's just little jabs, little jabs, no scoring, and it was just really weird, right? And then the, the win came up, and you said it too. Dirty play. You have P.J. Walker, the quarterback from uh, Temple, having to come in for Teddy Bridgewater. Just a weird game in general. It was, um, uh, but we've got, uh, I said we've got three games. I stand corrected, actually. There's an added game. Uh, added, and I don't know. We're we're putting Parker to the test here tonight. Um, I don't know if he's got a, a Southeast Missouri State Red Hawk uh, ready to go <laughs> uh, because we've got the Southeast Missouri State Red Hawks on the board here tonight. 
taking on your Southern Illinois Salukis. Southern Illinois Saluki. <laughs> I didn't know Southern <laughs> Illinois played football. I thought they only had a basketball uh, team. But all, all actually, aside, the Salukis that guy, in action tonight. It's funny. The, the guy on Carolina who had the best game with the fake punt, Patrick Chin, double N. He is a second-round draft pick from Southern Illinois. He's a Saluki. Very, very good player, by the way. Uh, so uh, Saluki uh, sound effect, I don't think we can do it. It's politically incorrect. A Saluki's a long-haired dog. It's a long-haired dog. Uh, the Red oh, Hawk is it? probably the... Yes, yeah, Saluki is a, a long-haired... Natives. I thought the South... No, 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 no. No, no, a Saluki is actually like a long-haired dog. Like, you know those dogs that you a don't see their face because they're covered in hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saluki's oh, really? a pooch. Yeah, and uh, right. and and the eagle, the the red hawk is probably the same as the eagle. Gabe, like the jaguar, is the same ah, as a ah, panther. Yeah. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I look forward to the gopher. I know. Listen, I know oh, Parker's yeah. got the gopher. That's big time. He, he's going to have a oh, gopher. Yeah. We're we're going to have a gopher yeah. sound effect. I, I like don't know what we're going to do about the turp though. The turtle. What's the turtle sound like? Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morency. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Uh, Cam, uh, Stewart, it's football Friday. So we're throwing it down. Cousin Sal's going to step up. And then it's also uh, UFC Saturday, but it's UFC Saturday every uh, Saturday. Um, True. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva fights for the last time in the UFC. I don't know if he's really going to retire for good forever. Probably not. You know, he'll probably fight in Bellator down the road or one of these bare knuckle yep. things or whatever. You get the feeling that Anderson Silva is going to be like, Roy Jones and, you know, fight, fighting in yeah. Poland in phone booths. Like you say, Cam, you'll open up a phone booth, right? They, they, they cut the ribbon <laughs> yeah. and open up a phone you'll, booth. You'll, you'll show up for so, the opening of an envelope in yeah, a phone like, booth. Yeah, like, he was like the greatest of all time, but it's, it, you know, it, we talked about it with Lou earlier in the week. It's tough, Cam. Very few fighters really do walk away and walk away for real. Like, Very you know good I mean? they either They either don't have, either, like, it's not always money either. Like, basically, that's Anderson Silva's a fighter. This is his life. He's a mixed martial artist, right? So mm-hmm. some guys just want to do it because they don't, they don't have anything else to do. Some guys just, you know, think, oh, I can still win. I can still win. I can still win. There's different reasoning as to why guys will continue. But very few, very few fighters have rode off into the sunset. And George St. Pierre is like one of the few of them. And, you know, they've offered him a lot of money to come back. He did fight Michael Bisping. But for the most part, he's been retired. But so, yeah, we'll break it down with Joey Odessa. A couple of interesting spots to bet on on the UFC card. Um, We've got uh, NFL football starting to get real right now, guys. We're into week eight, halfway through the season. These games count. And we got a bunch of games this week, Cam, division games and sort of crossroads games, like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. The Bills, it's been 11 straight years the Patriots have won this division. I don't care mm-hmm. who the quarterback is. I don't care how the Bills played against the Titans. I don't care how they played against the Chiefs. It's a massive game for the Bills organization. Like, if they don't beat the Patriots now, Cam. Like, oh, yeah. That is, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, really? Oh, you, you, we, oh, you can't beat them even when they're, like, they've lost three in a row. They scored 12 points a game. They still own you. Like, this is a massive game for the Buffalo Bills. The, the Pittsburgh Steeler-Baltimore Raven game is very big as well. Huge. Pittsburgh can really start to run away with things uh, if they win this football game. So we're going to run the gauntlet, all the college, all the NFL, and more.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live coming up uh, tonight, uh, we've got uh, four football games uh, on tap uh, this evening, all very difficult. We're going to break down uh, the college uh, card. We're going to break down uh, the UFC card. We're talking NFL football uh, with Cousin Sal. We're going to try to uh, help you make the correct uh, game time decision. So as I stated, interesting uh, week in the National Football League uh, this week. A lot of uh, of key and critical uh, football games. Um, you know, a lot of interesting ones as well. Crossroads. You know, Bill Parcells, I've brought this up a lot over the last couple of weeks, uh, but it's true. Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are after eight weeks. And, you know, we're going to be midway through the season right now. And there's a couple of teams like, I don't know, though, Ken. I find I'm still trying to figure out who a lot of these teams are. And in a football game that is very interesting to me, actually, and even though I think the guy's an idiot and a, and a slob, uh, but... The Detroit Lions are sort of like they're quietly coming together right now. And when I say quietly coming together, it's pretty simple with the Lions. When they're healthy, they don't suck. Like when Matt Stafford's there and Galladay's there, they always seemingly are missing people. But you notice Galladay's back, boom, suddenly the Lions offense is is very efficient. Uh, Matt Stafford's quietly flying under the radar, but Stafford's having a very good year. All right? And I don't know, Cam. Maybe some of the magic rubs off, and I'm not just saying this, but Matt Stafford's best friend is Clayton Kershaw, right? So, you know, they've spoken this week. Stafford feels good yep. coming into the game. They're at home against Indianapolis, and Indianapolis, I give them credit for, for their one-loss record, but Indianapolis really have played the softest schedule uh, in the league. If you look at the Colts' yep. schedule, it's been very gratuitous uh, for them. And I'm not saying the Lions are world beaters, but this is an interesting game. And I tell you what, Ken, Lions win this game. They can start talking about, hey, maybe we can get a wild card spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm talking about, a crossroads. We're going to find out. Right, can the Bills really man up and win this freaking division? Well, they better win this game this week, right? Uh, Detroit Lions, are you guys for real? Then you win this game this week. Pittsburgh Steelers, you want to be Super Bowl contenders and get home field advantage? Win this game this week. There's a lot of interesting uh, storyline, big game, crossroads games in, in the NFL this weekend. 
I agree. And you brought up a couple games that I'm really intrigued in. I could tell you one thing. The Colts are well-rested, but watching every one of their games this year and every snap because of the financial uh, backing that I have on Cam's Colts, they've really pissed me off. And I'll give you credit. I, I thought Rivers was regressing, but not to the extent that uh, you were talking about and others have talked about. He can't throw the ball. The extra week off is really going to help him. And Detroit isn't that bad of a team. I will say this. Uh, the Lions, I would put them in almost every teaser. If the Colts win that game, yes. it's going to be a tight game. You're getting points with the Lions, and it's funny. I want to back end that with Buffalo, a team that I think will respond this week. I Sometimes, Gabe, we get off teams, we get on them. As for New England, I've tried to stick with them, and it's cost me money. Um, it's like Dallas. Enough is enough. That loss to Washington, that's the end. I don't care what you do, Danucci, the rest of this team. Like, if I'm getting 20 points, sometimes I gotta, my problem is I get stubborn. I gotta stay away from these loser teams. I will say this I think Buffalo's gonna murder New England and, uh, and they're gonna make a statement. And that line is short because of their recent play. And I'd be very careful taking Indy this week. I agree with you. I think Indy might squeak out a three point lead, but I love the Lions, especially in teasers. I expect that game to be very tight. Uh, we're going to break down the NFL uh, with Cousin Sal, but even you know the, the Raiders and the Browns has playoff implications. Don't forget, there's an added playoff spot in the NFL this year, guys. Yep. Um, the pandemic made everybody um, add playoff teams for one reason or another, which I don't understand because you know we're, they, they want to do everything faster and less. It's like, yep. hey, we have a pandemic. How can we do this safely, quickly? <laughs> I don't know. Let's add, let's add uh, teams. All right, sounds good, Chuck. Like you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> I know. They, they come up. Remember, like baseball. Wow, we can't play. I can't play a hundred games. It's too much. And then they come to an agreement. Yeah, and, uh, sixteen teams are in the playoffs. We're gonna have like a two month playoff. <laughs> yep. Like they're they're just. It is what it is. But they're adding another wild card team in the NFL fold, and only one team gets the bye this year, guys. It's another interesting twist. So you know, the only one team. That's what I'm talking about. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's not two buys. There's one buy, right? The Steelers undefeated. Big win if they if they can get it. Uh, Tua makes his debut this week too, Ken. So we're gonna get into that. A lot of a uh, lot of stuff uh, to get to. But college uh, football. We were talking about a fourth game uh, being added to the slate uh, here. You got to keep scrolling and find this one. <laughs> like you're not yes. gonna see this game. You're not gonna see this game listed next to Clemson. All right. This is like added feature whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Added, uh, but added but, games, yeah. Two. <laughs> the wait is almost over. Southern Illinois hosts the regional rival in Carbondale, Illinois, uh, tonight. But Southeast Missouri State can play as well. Said nine and a half points. We'll get into that game a little bit. Uh, that'll be the first uh, game up. We do have some interesting numbers, though, uh, as far as uh, the Southeast Missouri State have lost twenty consecutive, twenty consecutive uh, road games, but. They're seven and one against the spread in their last eight games, although this is the first game of the season. Getting nine and a half points, I'll tell you, I am leaning with Southeast Missouri State uh, in this game. Andrew Bunch, former Nebraska quarterback, uh, is their quarterback. But speaking of Tua, Tua's younger brother is the quarterback of the Maryland Terrapins. And uh, the Terps got lit up last weekend. Uh, you know, they got blown out by Northwestern. And people are really piling on right now all throughout the week about how Maryland could be the worst team in college football. They're terrible. Now, I should note, they don't, they, they don't have a lot of returning players. They literally have 50 new players on their team. They've got eight guys back from last year's team. They really are starting over. Mike Loxley's the coach. Two, his brother, uh, is the quarterback. They got lit up last week uh, by, uh, by Northwestern. But 
Um, I don't know if people uh, watch, and they did lose 43-3, to three, guys. They lost 43-3. To Northwestern. Yeah, to Ooh. Northwestern, but Minnesota also lost by 25 points. Like, Minnesota were a mess as well, and Minnesota's mm-hmm. got issues behind the scenes. Like when they say, undisclosed injuries. Yeah, you mean coronavirus, right? Like, let's just call <laughs> it out for what it is. P.J. Fleck, as we know, no one likes this guy. Right, like past coaches. Remember, he even ripped the old guy. Who did he rip? The old guy that had the heart attack at Michigan before. Oh, on our uh, show. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, you know who it was. Well, he didn't rip all. I'm not talking about on our show. I'm just talking about he's he's just a jerk. He's a jerk to everybody. And yeah, so God knows what's going on. Uh, really, uh, well, you know what, what's going on with with cover ups and and players players uh, players with COVID, right? Uh, but you look, you know, you look at this game uh, tonight with, with the, the Terrapins, and I don't think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. But I don't really trust Minnesota. I don't really trust Minnesota either to be laying this many points coming off a twenty-five point beatdown uh, last week. Yeah, you know, you're asking a team that lost by twenty-five points one week to suddenly win uh, by twenty plus. I'm not in a hurry to do it, although I know Maryland do have their issues. So it's it's a tough game. It's a tough game. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game because I don't know how much Maryland's going to score. I'm going to say, that, oh, yeah, I remember who you're talking about. The answer is Jerry Kill. And uh, he threw uh, uh, Fleck threw him under the bus, and the man was sick too. As for this game, um, 18 and a half seems like a lot. Remember, that Michigan team, everybody is betting, oh, Minnesota's a home dog, Minnesota's a home dog. They got points against Michigan, though, Gabe. That's the one thing. Uh, you look at the big number, I lean to – um, the Gophers to win by 24 in this spot right there, but I'm in no hurry to lay that number. I just don't have faith in the Maryland Terrapins covering. So I don't know how you want to approach this game, but I have a lean to Minnesota. I think they can win this game by three three touchdowns plus. Um, yeah, it's 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 ugly. I'm leaning with the under. It's a horrible game. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning with the under. I like the late night game the most, actually, the Mountain West game I'm looking forward to. Uh, but mm-hmm. hey, listen, this is Big Ten football. It's tough. I mean, you got a team. You can't overreact. That's the whole thing, right? Correct. Like there's an over. There can be an overreaction after one week. You see a football team play one week. Navy lost fifty-five-three, and they went on to win yep. games after, right? They you know they looked horrible uh, in, in their first game of the year. I'm not comparing Maryland uh, to to Navy, but to me, it's a lot of points to be trusting the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I know they were a good team last year. I know they won eleven teams. 11 games last year, but they're a different team. That was last year. Uh, this is this year. So I've got to lean to Maryland. You know, maybe a first half Maryland will continue to break it down. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I'm Cam Stewart right now, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Joey. He's going to join us talking a little mixed martial arts. Should be a lot of fun this weekend. Anderson Silva, as we talked about, the ageless one. I love Gabe's joke, too. Maybe he's going to fight in Bellator afterwards. A lot of the time, these guys, uh, they're looking for a paycheck right now. But uh, big fight this weekend, and we bring in uh, Joey Odessa. We got Marenzi back in the fold, and we are ready to rock, talking a little MMA. Gabe, how you doing, brother? Ready to rock and roll. I'm just putting together, uh, I think I have a way of approaching this uh, Maryland, Maryland, Minnesota, East Carolina, Tulsa, and Hawaii, and Wyoming uh, card uh, tonight. Let's bring in uh, Joey Odessa to talk about another card, the UFC. Uh, it's hard to keep up with what card, fight night, this, whatever. I think it's fight night 188, though. <laughs> I think that's what it is, right? Fight night 188. Joey Odessa steps up and then follow the action. And, uh, of course, subscribe. But to follow the action wherever you download your favorite podcast, it's a great podcast if you want to make money. What's up, Joey? What's up, G? What's up, Cam? Uh, Ultimate Fight Night 181, UFC on ESPN Plus 31, and UFC Vegas 12. Oh, and wow. it's so only because I wrote it down. <laughs> it's got, so it's got multiple. Yeah, there's multiple. Uh, <laughs> there's multiple That's great. Games. I just I just do hashtag UFC uh, from from here on yes. up. So let's get down to business, uh, Joey. You know we talked about this fight earlier in the week. I've been thinking about this fight. I was thinking about this fight earlier in the day, and I just don't see a path to victory for Anderson Silva. Do you? Well, you know he can he can land something on Hall. You know, I mean Silva counter punching. You know he can land one of those big knees. I mean he'd have to really pull a right. You know he'd have to pull it out of a hat to get it done. But it's not like Hall hasn't been stopped before. You know, I, I think that Anderson Silva is, you know, again, a guy that's, uh, you know, he's, he's fought past his prime. You know, I compare him all the time to Roy Jones Jr. I loved Roy yep. Jones. You know, and when Roy that's was in his prime, Roy to today. Up, yeah, when, when Roy was, you know, beat the crap out of Tony, you know, he was, you know, in 1994, it was in his prime. But he let it go a little too long now. So there's not even any, like, excitement. I'm not excited about the Tyson fight. But about Silva, I mean, from 2000, well, 2006. <laughs> he goes a little too long. A lot too long. Go on, John. Anyway, but, but, but no, Silva, I mean, 2006 to 2012, he was unbeatable. And then Chris Weidman came in, and, and you know, I mean, you saw what happened there. You know, I was on the wrong side of those, of those two matchups. You know, he got old quick. Yeah, you know, he was never the same after he broke his leg. He's not, he's 45 years old. Now, listen, Uriah Hall has been an underachiever, I think, in the past. I mean, the guy's got a ton of talent. He's never really consistently strung it together. Uh, but short of him just having a terrible night, and short of him having a terrible night and the judges, you know, for some reason feeling sentimental and giving Anderson and Silva a win, and we have seen that before. Silva has gotten the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but I don't see it here. 
numbers dropping too. I'm seeing 220. So sounds like you're sounds like you're Joey ready to pull the trigger on a little little sprinkle on the underdog and Anderson Silva. No, God, no. I like Hall. I can't. <laughs> oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> I can't bet Anderson Silva. I mean, I'm saying that it's not it's not impossible. But I you're saying you want to trust your eye Hall. All right. Sassy <laughs> well, knocked out Hall and Brunson <sighs> knocked out Hall. I mean. It's possible, but I just don't see it in the forecast. I mean, I, I think Hall will beat him, and, and I'd be surprised if this went five full. I think, I mean, gosh, I, I don't know if Silva can, can handle, you know, at some point somebody's going to land something big, and uh, I think that it'll be Hall, and I think this battle will probably not go five. Oh, I agree with you. And, you know, right now we see will fight go the distance. FanDuel, yes, plus 106, no, minus 142. I don't think Silva's going to last 25 minutes at some point. Plus, if he starts to get beat up a bit, it's his last fight. He's an older dude. They're going to stop it. They're not going to want to watch Anderson Silva get his like his face split open uh, and murdered uh, on TV here. I don't think it goes the distance either. All right, let's jump into the next fight, Joey. And you know, I described uh, I described Bryce Mitchell, psychopath kid that chases rabbits in the woods of Arkansas. Um, but he's tough. You know, he's tough. So yeah, he's kind of one dimensional with what he brings to the table, how he wants to finish you. But he's a wild man, Joey, coming at you. He's very old school. And I talked about it earlier in the week, guys. Everyone's so polished now. You'll agree, I'm sure, you know, do you agree with this, Joey, in the sense that these guys are athletes now. They're not fighters, Joey. They're athletes, right? Most of them, right? You know, Phil Baroni was a fighter. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, Chuck Liddell is a fighter. You get these guys now, they're more athletes. There's bigger money. Hey, let's, let's win on points. Mitchell, to me, is a throwback where he's just a psychopathic kid from the woods of Arkansas that he, you know what I mean, thug nasty. He just <laughs> wants to narrative, fight. narrative, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, there it is. He just, he just wants to fight. And to me, Feely, whatever, alpha male this and that, whatever, dude. He's not that good. Mitchell's going to win this fight. I'm taking Mitchell. I like Mitchell, too. But, the, you know, Feely's going to keep him honest. One thing about Feely, and I said this earlier in the week, all his fights, with the exception of one fight, have been priced less than minus 200 either way. So, I mean, the odds makers, everybody that, that made a price on this fight and the people that made the market, you know, he, he remained competitive in his bouts as a favorite, as an underdog, not an overwhelmingly fa big favorite. Uh, the one bout that he was big, uh, highly favored in, he was minus 400, and that was against, uh, Jesus, he, he lost the fight. It was against the kid that just beat EJ. I can't even, I can't recall his name. Uh, I, I got it written down here. God, I, I uh, Qatar. Qatar, he was Calvin, minus 400 against Qatar, and he laid an egg there. And that's, that's the most feel he's ever been favored by. Everything else has been less than minus 200 either way. So, I mean, he's... So you go back you know, to 2017. Yeah, that, that fight uh, was yeah. in 2017. Well, that's why you know I, I had that, you know, had a hard time figuring that one out. <laughs> Exactly. I got to give credit. Listen, he's three and one in his last four fights. He beat Miles Jury. He beat Morass. Um, and, you know, he beat Jordan as well. I give him credit. But I said, listen, all fighters lose at some point, right? And Mitchell's 13 and 0. I get it. But 13 I, you know, and 1. Gonna... 13 and well, 1. He's got an ultimate 13... fighter 27 loss by sub, no right. less. Yeah, ultimate but... fighter. An ultimate fighter loss. You're right. Uh, but, you know, in, in the UFC now, um, I'm just gonna ride him. You know, what I mean, I just I've, I've made money on him. I like his style. He's very unorthodox. That's my whole point. That 
everybody is very everyone fights the same in the UFC. Conor McGregor's talked about it. He goes, all these idiots have the same angles. They train the same way for every fight, and they do the exact same thing in every fight. They never change anything, right? Mitchell, to me, I just like his unorthodoxness. You don't really know what he's going to do. He's a wild man. You know he wants to get your ass on the ground and submit you, but, you know, getting there, and I know Feely's much more polished, but I'm, I'm going to take my chance. A stat that I saw, guys, uh, that I, I find interesting from a betting perspective here is uh, is the Bobby Green fight. What do you think of the Bobby Green fight here, Joey? I like Bobby Green. You know, Bobby Green won his last three fights. I mean, he's had some ups and downs over his career. What's he, 27-10 uh, to 10 or What's what's Bobby Green's record? He's got a lot of fights. He's got like thirty, yeah, twenty-seven and ten. He is. I mean, he's he's had his highs and lows, and he's kind of streaky. But I think Bobby Green wins here. This Diago Moses, you know, one and zero. He came, or he came over from the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, but you know what? I think Green beats him, and I, and I think this bout probably goes over. Um, yes, you know, Johnson. You know, here's mind. the problem, though. Here's the problem with Moses. I, I Michael Johnson was just Michael Johnson mauled him in that first round. It was a 10-8 round. I, I think it was a 10-8 round. Second round, Moises caught him in a submission, caught him in a heel lock or whatever it was. You know, so I don't know what kind of gas tank Moises is going to bring to the table here, but I like Bobby Green. I think he's got the momentum going on, and he almost became a sentimental favorite. Remember where he said, I love Trump's hate or whatever he said in the, the post-fight speech? You know, he kind of became like a, a little bit more of a fan favorite because he's a, you know, he comes off as like a, a you know, a grinder. 27 to 10 blue collar guy. He's been around forever. Came in from Strike Force. He, you know, he started out 4 0 in the UFC, beat Josh Thompson. Then he had a few hiccups after that, you know, back and forth. Well, you don't you remember what happened. His brother was murdered. Oh. Yeah. That's what, his career that, that, got, he wasn't wow. the same after. He hasn't been the same. Nobody would be the but, same. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, Bobby Green used to be a regular Joe at MMA Meltdown in the old days. Like, you know, he come on, like, quite, yeah, quite, quite routinely. So I know Bobby's story and stuff, and it hit him hard, man. Exactly, Ken. Like, not just dying, he's murdered. Like, and, you know. He's a good dude. Just, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's he is. Yeah, I, like, I like Bobby. He talks too much in the cage, though. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, throw some punches and then talk. Right? He talks all the time. But my point is, guys, Bobby Green hasn't stopped anybody since 2013. Pretty crazy. I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow. wow. All the way back to James Krause, November 6, 2013. Uh, but his last, um, you know, decision, 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 draw, uh, decision. Uh, KO punches. Well, he avenged, so last he avenged time, that draw. He avenged that draw yeah. against Benetta. But I'm just saying, the last time that a fight that Bobby Green was in that didn't go the distance was 2016 against Dustin wow. Poirier. And he lost to Dustin Poirier. No shame in that. That's what I'm saying, Ken. So imagine, like, every one of his fights have gone the distance since 2016. He's gonna, he's the favorite, and he hasn't stopped anyone since 2013. Give me the over two and a half in this fight. <laughs> Give me this fight to go the distance. Man, but, you know, the problem with that is this Moises. I mean, look, that Brazilian girl that, that, that was fighting Courtney Casey, she came and she was, when she started camp, she was a slob, man. She was, like, 30 pounds over. You know what I mean? That's a third, a quarter of her body weight. There's no excuse for right, that. Joey. So you don't know, you don't know what the Brazilians are going to bring here. And Moises, he, he's not that durable, man. He caught, he caught uh, uh, Johnson in his last bout. All right, Joey, we're up against it. 
Uh, you got one pick for us fast because you always get dealt a hard out on the way out here, Joey. So you got uh, one pick on the way out. Oh, 10 clean. seconds already. Oh, no. Follow You're right, Hall Bryce Mitchell. You're right, Hall Bryce Mitchell and Alexander Hernandez. All right, there it is. Follow the action, baby. Got it in. From the city of Angels. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. decisions uh, continues we've got big game time decisions to make actually uh we got southern illinois and southeast missouri state coming up it's clearly the game of the weekend clearly the game of the weekend on the college uh, football board and me and cam had determined that uh we must bet two thousand dollars on a side that's that's the, the, <laughs> me and cam have a bet with each other and that that's the loser bet two thousand on this game <laughs> uh, which is a lot of money for us. Not for a guy like Cousin yeah. Sal. Two times. Sal, yeah. Dropping Gosh. that on first half bats. What's up, Sal? Southern <laughs> Illinois. What, what is this first round NCAA tournament? I figure, I figure uh, it's a 14 versus a three. What are we talking about? I said, Sal, I said it's one of the uh, air quote added games tonight. They right. like, man, added I didn't even games. know they had a football team. Right? They only played basketball. I know they're good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I got Tulsa on a money line tied to everything uh, this weekend. So wait for that to go down. That, that's uh, That'll be wow. a problem. Burn. Uh, that'll crash. You know what? I'm glad you bring this up, actually, because me and Cam were talking about these games tonight. Kind of tough, isn't it? Like, Maryland sucked last week, but, you know, yeah. you know, is it the overreaction? Oh, my God, are they that bad? You know, you, you're asking people to lay 18 and a half points with a team that lost by 25 also. But I put together a parlay here, real sharp, uh, mm-hmm. real sharp Minnesota money line, Tulsa money line, Beautiful. and then wrap it up tonight with Wyoming. It actually turns into plus 156, guys. What do you think, Sal? I love it. I love it. Filthy Wyoming has Hawaii, right? Hawaii's coming off the big win. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a win. I like that a lot. You like that parlay, Cam? Can I put you in that parlay, RV, Cam? Are you, can, I, can I sell you're you this telling, automobile? Hold, hold on here. So you're telling me this thing plays the plus money? With I can't believe it. It's plus 156. Sorry, sorry. Minnesota Say it again. So again. Minnesota... To win the game, uh, Tulsa, Tulsa, yeah, and Carolina. and w- which game? And Wyoming, yeah. It go- oh my God, one fifty six! Holy stuff! It seemed like a lie. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I love it. I love it. You gotta make money for the weekend, right? Do it. No, pad that account. Pad that account, right, Sal? So we were talking some some big games this week, some fun games in the NFL. Let me start off. Uh, with the uh, the Colts and the Lions. Mm. Uh, this game has mm. teaser written all over it, right? You just tease any Lion game and, you know, any Falcon game you're going to win. But I, I'm not a big – I don't like Matt Patricia. I think he's an idiot. But I'll give him credit. They're winning games. And when Matt Stafford has Kenny Galladay, that offense is completely different. You know, the Colts have played the weakest schedule 
um, in the league so far. I'm leaning yeah. with uh, let's defend the den here with the Lions plus three. What's your take, Sal, on this one? God, I, you know, I thought exactly the same thing. I don't. I really don't want to deal with the plus three or if they lose by three or four. So I'll put the Lions on a teaser somewhere. I, truth be told, these are the two teams that screw me more than anyone in the league, right? The Colts and the Lions. If I bet for them, against them, I don't know what you're getting. But the Colts, are we supposed to be that excited that they had a week off going into this, uh, into Detroit? I think Detroit could be a lot better if the ball rolls a different way here and there. I would take the teaser points. If you must, if you must, take the Lions with the uh, the short number. Cam, doesn't this game come down to the wire, buddy? Come on. It's yes. coming down to the wire. Well, as I, as I said, I think Indianapolis could win the game, but how do you not take a teaser to Detroit at plus 10? They play tight games, and Indianapolis with Phillip Rivers, they're nickel and dimers. I don't think they can beat anybody by double digits. They're going to be in close games. So, yeah, I would look at the pooch in, in the game for sure. Sal, what do we do with uh, Rams and Dolphins? Uh, Tua getting three in his debut. Not a real uh, glamorous game, but it's actually a, a really nice game. I kind of like the, the Dolphins uh, in a teaser, Ooh. too. I think maybe they can uh, hang around with these guys. People are pretty high on the Rams just because they beat the Bears. Big deal. Things change week to week in the National Football League. What do you think about this game? I, I don't love the Rams in general. People talk about them being tops in the NFC West, and maybe record-wise it looks that way right now or whatever. They're close, but... Uh, they do well on the road, and they play defense. I mean, Aaron Donald's eight sacks is like second or third in the league. I think he's tied for second in the league. Dolphins, I get it. They made a deal. They're like, after the bye, no matter what, two is our guy, ready or not. I think he is ready, but this is a tough – talk about throwing someone in the lion's den. This it's is true. really tough against this Rams. And putting a, a rookie quarterback first start in a teaser – I think you're looking for trouble there. I really do. I think the Rams come away with this on the road. They come out with the win. Dolphins will be good eventually, but remember, they're like their the opponents, their wins against teams that were five and sixteen overall. So maybe we take it easy with the Dolphins. And you know, I, I feel the exact. I think you 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 said it perfectly as Sal, as far as the Rams are concerned. They get overhyped at times, you know, like and yep. you know, for like the Rams for all the glamour, all the L.A. Hollywood, their uniforms and Sean mm -hmm. McVay and all this. Their games are generally boring. <laughs> They're not yes. this. They played like that Monday nighter. Yeah, they 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 were track meet team three years ago, guys. Two years ago. Mm -hmm. They're not the same team anymore. They want to play more Smash Mouth football. But you said something, Sal, that I totally agree with. Man, I'm trying to. I just want to find the, you know the number here and uh, what 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 he is exactly, but. God, they're good on the road, guys. Like yeah, Sean McVay and the Rams. Like I'm talking like 18 and two good on the road. Uh, seven and one versus. How about this, guys? They're seven and one against the spread in their last eight Eastern Time Zone games. How's that exactly. for like blowing a narrative out of the window, Sal? Right? Oh, exactly. well, those teams can't play early. <laughs> we talked about it. They they ran the NFC East. They probably should have the NFC East title. They won four and zero against them. No, uh, no great feat, but like I said, Dolphins yeah. win record uh, five and sixteen again uh, for for winners. So yeah, it's a stay away, or I would go Rams. Be careful, Cam, with that teaser. I will. I, have, I will. Uh, so. And the number is here's here it is. The Rams are eleven and five against the spread. Their last sixteen road games. So the last two years, sixteen yeah. road games, two years worth of games. It's a, it's a good point by you guys. Yes. Gabe, that whole West Coast East narrative is a bunch of crap. Look what, look what, uh, look at, look at lately. Seattle's a better team on the road now. The last couple of years, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers go into New England and beat the living crap out of them. Like that's the thing. Like narratives suck. <laughs> they do suck. They suck hard. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> All right, so you guys might. This next game's not a narrative. It's just facts. And I'm a Buffalo Bill yeah. fan, uh, uh, Sal. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the Patriots have owned our asses. It just is what it is. They've won 11 straight uh, divisions, and I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care what the circumstances are. Like, if the Bills can't beat them now, and, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, too. I remember after uh, when Urban Meyer left, it was like, all right, Harbaugh now. All right, you know, if, he can't beat, if he can't beat Ohio State now. Yeah, and Ryan Day beats him worse than, Her- than, than Urban does, right? right. It's, it's, it's depressing. So, man, as a Bills, Bills Mafia, bro, is going to be gutted. If they can't beat like this Patriots team, a, a lot of the handicappers I talked to this week, Sal, like the Pats. I think the Bills show up and smash them this week. I think you guys almost convinced me. Maybe I'm wrong, but didn't you like you like New England last week, right? Against San Francisco. Yeah. And, and I, I like, hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah we're done. Like, yes. <laughs> Thanks, I, I'm yes. jumping yes. the other way. I like San Fran last week. This week, I like New England. You talk about a kitchen sink game. This is Belichick. Like, look, if this team is bad, it's bad. But this is it, right? Record-wise, the Bills aren't in as much trouble as the Patriots. But the last three games, they've struggled. They haven't scored 20 points. So a team that can't score 20 points laying three and a half, I don't see it. I don't think, you know, they got this guy Harris on offense, New England. They're going to exploit him more. They're going to put him more in the forefront. He has 180 yards in three games. Doesn't seem like a lot. But for a guy who's getting like 10, 12 carries, that's what they need from the offense. I think this will be a similar game to Cam. Now, maybe he's injured, but I think it'll be similar to when he went to Kansas City and everyone was like, what the hell? Why is this game close? I think it's an ugly, like, 1917 game. Who wins? Who cares? I'm getting the three and a half. Yeah, I'm concerned that the Patriots can, can run the ball yep, uh, down, right. um, d- down down and just control the clock. But, I, Cam, I think the Bills, I've got confidence in the Bills you know, forget about these other games. They're like a college team. that They just need to win their conference. So, yeah, you lost to the Chiefs. You lost to the Titans. You beat the Pats. You're 6-2, and two, Cap. But Sal raised a good point. Eh, it's, it's up to four points right now as well. But I do think the Bills are going to win this game. I agree with you, Marantzi. Here's the thing, too. Just the way the Patriots have lost, it's tough. I get it, and I love to come back to team Sal, but you know what I mean? I played that uh, narrative with Dallas, and I remember watching that Washington Uh, game. I'm like, whoa, geez, like, what am I doing? Am I a stooge? Like, I was just sitting there going, what a horrible pick. And then with New England against San Francisco, these guys just don't score. And I think we're getting a good number because Buffalo looks so bad in their games, right? That thing's fluctuated on FanDuel. It's like down to three and a half. I see it up to four. Marantzi, I'm with you. It looks like we're on an island, but. I think the Bills can win by a touchdown. You might be right. I mean, do you look at that Patriots game? You look at the Cowboys game. What we're not used to with those teams, you know, a Cowboys blow it in the fourth quarter. Patriots, both teams got pushed around the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Halfway through the first quarter, you're like, oh, my God, I've watched three more hours of this? They're getting shoved around on both sides. (laughs) So maybe that continues. I think it continues with Dallas. I don't know. I think New England plays with a tiny bit more pride, but we'll see. All right, Sal, I'll start with you on this one, Sal. So, New York Jets. New York Jets getting 19 and a half points and doing some research, guys. Um, there's only there's been 20 times. So, going back to 1996, it's actually been even 20 times. It's the 21st game. So, there's been 20 games since 1996 in which the point spread has been 17 points or more in the NFL. Uh-huh. The underdog, 15 and 5 against the spread. Remember the old days, Sal, growing up, it used to be blind. Oh, you're getting double digits? I don't care who it is, right? Right. You blindly take double-digit points in the NFL. That'll put you in the poorhouse. That trend's changed over the years. But they they 15-5 and against the spread. So do you have the the ball, Sal, to step up with 19-and-a-half in the Jets? 
First of all, you can't, whether you like the Chiefs or the Jets here, you can't be like, oh, my God, this is easy. You can say, you can make a case <laughs> the Bills are going to crush yeah, yeah. the You can make a case that the Saints are going to crush the Bears. You can't feel great either way about this, right? Because 20 puts you right, or 19 and a half puts you right in the realm where, okay, the fourth quarter is going to decide this, right? And you read the conclusive stat. I had seven and three over the last 10, 0 oh and 10 straight up. Obviously, the Jets don't have a chance. But seven and three, when I saw 17 or more an underdog against the spread. Uh, That said, I I would take the points if I had to. 31-14, I don't even have a lot of stats to back it. Maybe they try to break Le'Veon Bell's neck. Uh, the Chiefs are 29th in the league. <laughs> run, so Frank Gore a I don't get it. But so 31-14 seems right to me before they take Mahomes out and they take their foot off the gas. So really, maybe barely stays inside the number. You know what I think the approach uh, in this game is? And I, and I don't my, like taking a chance. I think we make quick touchdown mm-hmm. by the Chiefs. And then you hope maybe you wait again and it's 14 nothing, And then... Uh, yep. Since uh, then, I'll risk it, Sal. Step up. Give me the Jets plus 33 and a half, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. Yep. What, what about your Cowboys here? What about your Cowboys? It's Ben DiNucci. Like, it just, things just, you know, Sal, when the expression, things can always yeah. be worse. And now you're yeah. like, yeah. things get worse on a weekly <laughs> basis for the Cowboys. Now it's Ben DiNucci time, bro. It really is. You got defensive coordinators sticking Tabasco in their eyes. I think purposely, by the way, <laughs> so that he doesn't have to see. He doesn't have to see the rest of the season. He's just trying to, they're trying to blind themselves, obviously. They trade Everson Griffin. They cut Don Terry Poe. This is a fire sale. Make no mistake about it. They've given up. And then you got Danucci, the seventh rounder from, uh, from James Madison. I guess he's better with his legs than Andy Dalton is. But you know what? The Eagles have a real quarterback. They have a defense that's second in the league in sacks. I think this is going to be a massacre based on what I've seen. I know I'm doom and gloom with this Cowboys team. I don't see how they keep it inside double digits here. It's going to be a 14-17 point game. At least Foles has like six touchdowns in two games, and they play hard. That's one thing. The Eagles, they may not have the horses. They may not blow teams out, but they play hard, and I think they'll play hard and win by enough to cover. All right, listen, guys, we've got less than 30 seconds. I'm surprised about the Seahawks number two and a half, man. People really hype this San Francisco team up. They're still beat up. They beat up on a couple of yep. bad teams. Now they're yeah. going to go into Seattle and win a track meet shootout, man. Call me a public square, Sal. What, what's your what's 10 seconds, Sal? San Francisco or Seattle? 49ers. I'm sick of the no defense thing, but stay away. Seahawks will cause you a home attack. Just don't bet that game for a while. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Where you been? Where you been? Uh, I'll tell you where I've been. I've been putting together parlays. They're going to make you guys money. Cam's very excited about the parlay. Your, your face lit up. Uh, I tell you it what. It did. They're doing a great job of getting clips from this show. Hopefully they get that. When you're like, 156. Nah. What? What? And then you're like, oh. When I saw when you saw your own eyes. You're like, oh, boy, it really is 156. I am- you're like, 
I almost didn't believe it. I thought it would be like, you know, like minus 117. It's extreme value. And guys, Gabe and I were just talking about this off the air. You're never going to get a parlay where you can get out of. The final game's basically a pick em. You don't have to lay 17 and crazy numbers. It's two huge spreads and a very tight game. So say Wyoming is in a situation where you need Hawaii, you can get out of it. Very, very good, Marenzi. I like the options. I like the escapability. All right, so we got two minutes to kick off uh, the first game up, and uh, we got an insider here. Our boy Parker's actually been uh, to Southeast yes. Missouri State and to uh, Southern Illinois. <laughs> And um, it's a very rural, rural uh, situation out there in Carbondale. But uh, we're taking the underdog. It's the first game of the year. We're going to roll the dice. We're getting the points. We're going to go over 53. A little light play to get the night started um, here with this football game. So Southeast Missouri State, give me the Red Hawks. Red Hawks plus the points and the over uh, 53. And um, and then as far as the, 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 the real college football games tonight, the D1 game, so to speak, uh, we're coming up uh, here with that parlay. We talked about it. I'm not really in a hurry to be laying the points tonight. It's a weird game. Cousin Sal talked about it, guys, like with the Jets and the Chiefs game. Whatever you do, it's kind of like, wow, you're laying 18, 19, and now you're getting Similar situation with Minnesota. But Minnesota's not going to lose this game. Maryland might play better, but Minnesota's not going to lose. Tulsa are a damn good team this year. They're going to mess uh, East Carolina up. And then we just need Wyoming to beat Hawaii tonight, which I think I like they that. will. Turns into a plus 156 uh, parlay, uh, guys. Uh, so that's that's what we're going to do. But we're pulling the trigger right now. Southeast Missouri State plus the points and the over to get the party started, Cam. Love it, man. I'm in it. That parlay rocks. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 